Good afternoon. Welcome to the North Point of View with Walter Kimsey's Dr. K. How are you, man? I'm great. And you? Um, couldn't be better. Yeah. Um, we're going to dive into a topic. I'm not sure it's my favorite topic, though. Just yeah. being honest. Mm -hmm. Right? ESG. Right. Uh, you know, I think we've we've maybe done one podcast on it uh, before. Um, I don't know. Maybe it's just me. Just it seems like market interference. There's pieces of it that just seem artificial to mm -hmm. me. Um, you know, the whole idea. And I know there are people smarter than me that can explain it away. But, you know, for folks to feel like they're doing uh, the right thing by spending a lot of money to a company not to cut down trees and go home at the end of the day and think we were saving the world. It just seems artificial to me, right? It does. We're not dealing with the root issue. We're sort of plastering a symbol on the bottom of our logo and saying, hey guys, it's all good, we're green. And um, I don't know, I guess I need to stop there. I need to put down the Red Bull for a minute and uh, <laughs> <laughs> let you talk, you talk me through it, man, mm -hmm. because I'm just, I'm, I'm struggling with some of this stuff. Well, there's something I hope I remember to come back to it, but <clears throat> the, well, let's just start at the beginning, right? There is definitely some climate change going on. Absolutely. Okay, I've got sea, no level, sea level data going back 100 and no some question. years. Army Corps Absolutely. definitely rose. Temperature, I don't know that it's warmed up that much. I have friends in the agricultural industry who, who say that the data that they're seeing coming back at them, the historical time series, is not what they have in their written handbooks. You know, we, we ask farmers to take temperatures, et cetera. Yeah. So, you know, I don't know what's going on with, with, with the data for these things. So, you know, it, it may be perfectly fine, but I hear other people saying they don't believe the data that they're looking at. Um, but, but definitely it feels like the climate's been different yep. or has changed. Yep. And so if I'm a person in my 20s and I just had my first baby and every day on TV we see uh, the news showing forest fires yeah. and rivers dropping 20 feet and you know, horrible droughts. Yeah. And, and that seems to be caused by a high pressure zone over central Russia. It's what seems to be creating the problems in China and Europe. It's a pretty strong thing. And uh, nobody knows yet whether it's you know, induced by human beings or not. They just know that there's a big pressure zone that hasn't moved forever. And that, that often happens in the summer, but this one seems to be unusually persistent and unusually large. But nonetheless, I'm a young person. I'm watching the news. I'm seeing pictures of rivers in China, rivers in Europe, you know, the Rhine, the Sahara, yeah. the Danube, Dry. the Elba, they're all down. And what people forget is uh, uh, during our winter, the northern winter, rivers in the south were very down. The Paraná River that separates Brazil from Paraguay, from Argentina, uh, it had dropped to unbelievable low levels. Um, so there's something up. Um, and if you're seeing all of this news, especially when the news comes on with, you know, dramatic music behind it, um, I can see why a Ohio State professor showed us data indicating that consumers for the first time were willing to pay for, you know, uh, anti-climate change uh, efforts on the on behalf sure. of companies. Well, and social media and the rest of it, right? Exactly. I mean, it's it's constant. 
Yeah. So we're finally yeah. seeing that. So I, I, I get it from that point. But then you start thinking about, well, you know, some of the stuff that's being done really environmentally friendly. Look at the electric car. Yeah. You know, you showed me that that Wall Street Journal article. Um, you damage the world more with the climate more making an EV today than you do with an internal combustion engine. Now, the electric vehicle makers swear they're going to go carbon neutral, carbon negative, whatever, by 2026, 2030, something like that. Remains to be seen. Maybe. Yeah. And, you know, some time ago when I was helping a company move containers uh, on, on a barge, the, the discussion became, well, if we're doing that and we're taking trucks off the road, uh, then we should get carbon credits for this. And so we asked somebody who was a real expert and they said to us, um, so those trucks that you took off the road, they're going to sit there idle? Or <laughs> so we're like, oh, man, I don't want to go there. <laughs> Checkmate. <laughs> exactly. I mean, that was it. I was done with that entire conversation. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, but, but basically, yeah, there is, a, there is a shift, you know, of, of consumer preference towards things that don't seem to have much of an environmental impact. For example, uh, the, uh, the Beyond Meat or the Almost Meat, yeah. that, that plant-based meat that everybody's out there hawking. Um, people who eat that are vegetarians, but others eat it because that means you're not eating cow meat. And the problem with cows is cows break wind and their wind is mostly methane. And methane, which is natural gas, that stuff is uh, 50 times per pound on a pound to pound basis, 50 times more harmful than, than carbon. So, uh, and we've seen this, you know, almost meat thing, see a huge growth in demand. Uh, I believe a lot of it is ESG, you know, related, because if you eat more meat from plants, then there's less of an incentive to eat cow meat. Uh, I think it's a nice idea, but so far I don't see it. I haven't seen it work. Right. So, but what we have seen is um, issuers of exchange traded funds and others who are you know, heavily involved across the stock markets um, really push hard for these uh, ESG type mandates. We're not going to name names here, though, right? No, we're not going to name names. <laughs> I mean, everybody's trying to do their job. You know, it's just like the same way I would defend an electric utility that, you know, puts smoke in the air to make electricity. You know, they're not bad guys. They're people who have a job. And when you attack them because you say what they're doing is bad, they do the same thing anybody would do. You yeah. defend your source of income. You defend your community. you got to put kids through college. So attacking people for doing things is... Is, is ruining our economic environment. So that's not what we mean to do. Yeah, and the issue, though, is to, in my opinion, is to drive at the cause, not window dressing, right? Exactly. Over the real issue. Yeah. And so, but to me, I don't see, I don't see what we've seen so far being a market response. Right. And, and that bothers me. As you know, I'm, I'm a pragmatic economist. Markets are the first way you solve things. And then if it doesn't, and there are circumstances that where you need a little government intervention, like a hurricane hits, you don't want price gouging. It could permanently discourage investment back into an area. I get that, right? But, um, but you know, there's only so much that, that makes sense where it really helps to have the government step in. You know, national defense, things of that nature. Right. Nature. Yeah. But I think there's so much overreach, you know, these days. I mean, as an economist, uh, it's so hard to, 
you know, to be able to forecast when the government changes its mind or something, or you get a change in political party regime, and everything flips in a dime. I mean, the switch from Obama to Trump was severe. I mean, Trump was, uh, you know, getting rid of regulations, and now we've got a whole bunch more regulations. Right. So, um, it, you know, I'm speaking pragmatically. Uh, if my job is to often provide, you know, 10 to 60 year forecasts for people who are going to build infrastructure, they need to do a cost benefit adjustment and how will this impact growth? Um, it's, I'm glad I don't do that very much these days because it's, it's getting too hard, Mark. Yeah. And the real issue, I guess what we're saying is at the end of the day, uh, it can't be government in- intervention or even big corporate intervention shouldn't be window dressing. We really need to get at the root of these issues mm-hmm. and sort of not play games with public perception. Yeah, exactly. Right. Um, I've got um, I got a couple other things. I'm going to save it for the next time. I was at a, um, uh, a restaurant in Europe over the summer, and it, it was uh, basically entitled, Is This Really the Best We Can Do? And so it sort of got me thinking along these lines of, mm-hmm. um, you know, what the issue is and how we should really be addressing it in a holistic way. But I think that's where we're going. Yeah. Um, Walter, always good to be with you, man. Absolutely. Thanks. Take care. See you soon. Yeah. See you.